Every startup struggles with one thing, doing more with less. AI has become a game changer, and in this episode, you will learn specific techniques to use AI for your startup in ways that can double your productivity, create marketing messages that make your prospects want to buy your solutions, and even do competitive research to help you stand out in a crowded marketplace. Welcome to the morebusiness.com podcast. I'm your host, Raj Kara, and I'm really excited today to be joined by Tom Schwab. He is the CEO of Interview Valet, and our topic is to help startups by using AI. AI for startups. Tom and I are going to talk about some very strategic ways to use AI to replicate yourself, because as a startup, it's you, maybe it's a couple other people. And so, Tom, welcome to the podcast. Raj, I'm thrilled to be here and always excited to talk about this topic. Uh, I think it's timely and timeless. Yes. Well, let's, let's, let's define what AI is today, uh, the significance of it. Where do you see it right now? Well, I look at it as, as overarching, right? So it's using computer learning, using the tools that are out there, the chat GPT, um, in order to be a tool to help us, right? Not replace us but to help us. And I, I don't want to mention too many names because as much as it's changing, right? By the time I say, oh, this AI, by the time you yeah. hear this, it's going to be, oh yeah, I remember that one way back, you know, a month ago. It's changing. <laughs> but I think, um, you know, I read a book, um, re reread a book. Uh, it was called um, uh, The Second Industrial Age, right? And it was written, you know, 20 years ago about, oh, computers, you know, we're scared of them. They're going to take over the world. They're going to take our jobs. And it was interesting to read that through an AI lens because much like computers were 20 years ago, AI is right now. And it's an overarching thing. And I really believe that AI is not going to replace us. It's going to be someone that knows how to use AI is going to replace us. Yeah. You know, and especially for startups, this thing, this, this whole technology just makes your life a lot easier. You still have to do the thinking. And so what we're going to go into today is a handful of different segments on specific use cases for AI when you're a startup company. And I'd like to start with when you're starting a business, you need to figure out, well, how big is the market? What can you do to uh, penetrate the market? So it's really for market research. So let's start off with this. How can startups leverage generative AI, which is you know creating content uh, for market research. Yeah. And I think it comes back to what's ordinary to you is amazing to others. We don't, we don't know what we don't know. So I think just starting to go down that rabbit trail to ask those open-ended questions of how big is the market? What are adjacent markets? Who are leaders in the markets? Um, mm. um, just open-ended questions on that. Now, some of the, uh, like chat GPT is a couple of years old from the data they're pulling on it. So I think you have to take it with a grain of salt, but all of those questions that you would ask for market research, I believe you should be asking generative AI or chat GPT before you start spend a lot of money to go in and do your own research and, and keep asking those questions of how would you, how would you find this market? How would you measure it? Why do you say that? that uh, we're only as smart as the questions we ask. And uh, what I feel like now with, with uh, generative AI, I feel like I'm talking to the most intelligent kindergartner that I ever had, that I've <laughs> ever, that has ever lived, right? And yeah. they know all the answers. 
I'm just at not asking the right questions to get to the answers I want. And with time, it'll go on and say, oh, this is what you meant. But uh, they're answering the questions that we ask there. You know, I one of the statements I heard a while back was, if you ask uh, ChatGPT or other AI tools a one-word prompt or one-line one prompt, I should say, you're going to get back a middle school answer. And so you really need to ask a lot of depth in your questions. And in fact, uh, to prepare for this podcast, I knew which things I wanted to talk about, but I actually went over to ChatGPT and asked it to help me prepare an outline for all the different discussion points. But the thing is, my prompt was about half a page long. And so I put a lot of thought into what I wanted to craft, and it came back with some uh, nicely outlined ideas, uh, a couple of things that I hadn't thought of. Most of the stuff, it just rephrased in ways that were just um, easier, more digestible, uh, and a lot faster. And I think I got that done in, in a matter of 10 minutes compared to sitting down and really thinking through something that would take a long time. Um, you know, one of the other things for market research that a lot of companies uh, overlook is creating buyer personas. And this is really a, uh, uh, it's, it's almost like a fake person that you set up who is your perfect buyer. And like you give the person a name, a title, and then you go into their demographic information, you know, age, are they married? Uh, do they have kids? Where do they live? What are their interests and hobbies? Interestingly enough, all of those do play a role regardless of what you're selling. And then you go into the other parts of, uh, of their job and what kind of things are important to them, their values, what are their, what are their goals? Uh, and AI can actually help you create that persona. Could you talk about that for a moment? Yeah, and it's, when you were talking before, I was thinking of, you know, it used to be garbage in, garbage out, right? If you ask a stupid question, you're going to get a stupid response, right? So I think it's important there to keep asking those questions and then feeding back to the AI what you have learned, right? So when you do all this market research, now come up with some personas, right? Where would I find them? What keywords would they use? Um, you know, what are their motivators? All of those things, but say those in a prompt because you're going to need those later on. So when you come back and say, well, what, um, what uh, articles or papers does Danny listen to? Or, or watch, right? And don't just say Danny, but you know who it is, but then put that paragraph of, this is who I mean by Danny. Or even in the emails, write a um, uh, write an email to Rosie the Riveter, which is going to be different than a technical email. And so giving them context there, because if you just, if you give them too much variables, um, they won't, they won't know what you're talking about there. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the, the longer the prompt, more detailed the prompt, you know, that help them help you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I add stuff like include X, Y, Z, talk about ABC, those kinds of things in my scenarios to really help uh, formulate it. I'll give you an example of what I did for one of the buyer personas I wanted, I wanted to flesh out. And it was for uh, a, a law firm. And so it was for a small law firm who was trying to get small business clients. And so I just had it create that persona, but write a buyer persona for a small law firm that targets companies that have between one to 15 employees who live in the greater Washington DC area, who specialize in XYZ. And the more you can hear how that, that prompt just gets unfolded into a very, very detailed prompt. And next thing you know, it's about you know, a paragraph, maybe even longer. And when, when ChatGPT or other tools, you know, that are out there 
uh, come back. And by the way, a lot of them just use ChatGPT's API as the basis for those tools. Right. So it's the golden standard right now. Uh, in fact, I think you can go to Bing and, and have it do some like looking up uh, with, with uh, some, some modern pages as well. So, uh, so it comes back with a really nice uh, digestible answer uh, and then you can put it into formats. And what I've done, and this is pretty cool, I've actually taken these buyer personas, which end up being somewhat long and you know, people don't always want to read long. So I will then say, take the above answer and make bullet points for it that I could put into a PowerPoint slide. And then it just condenses everything down. I go grab a picture from stock photo that kind of resembles everything. And I actually make a Google slide, which I share with my team. And this is everybody on the team. And I say, this is who buys our products. This is who buys our service. And you might want to take, create one or two, maybe three different personas. Um, but that is so, so valuable. And you can do it so much faster with, uh, <laughs> with AI. And yeah, I love how you said that lives in the Washington, you know, DC metro area. And people will say, well, why is that so important? Right? Because if you reference a restaurant, right, as an example, or AI does, if it's not in that area, it's meaningless. Or say, uh, if you yeah. said, I, I always am amazed. English is different depending where you are, right? If you, if you sell to England or Australia, they have different words, right? Um, pissed means different, right? Mm -hmm. Mad versus drunk. Or think about if you're, if you're selling to um, someone in Mississippi, I, I, this one always amazes me. They don't call them shopping carts. They call them buggies, right? So if you call it shopping carts, all of a sudden, you know, you sound like a foreigner, right? You don't know them. Flip side is somebody from Mississippi that doesn't understand the rest of the world, their shopping carts, puts a buggy in there and it totally confuses people. So the more specific you can make it, the better, you know, age, um, uh, background, all the rest of that. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. And you may not pick up the differences, but I tell you what, the, the buyer will. Mm -hmm. Let's pivot now to a different uh, way to use it, and that is for business planning. So startups usually create a business plan. Not everybody does, but you really should if you're not, even if it's a one or two page plan, a uh, bullet point checklist of here's what you're trying to do. Here's why you're in business and here's why people should buy from you. And so discuss the role of uh, AI in drafting your business plan. All right. It seems like you're asking me this question because you're reminding me to do this, right? Uh <laughs> So much, so many times as an entrepreneur, right? We're just all about moving forward and there's that ready, aim, fire. For me, it's just like, let's just fire and walk it in, right? But there's so many details and I do this so often on what would be a plan? What would be a strategy? Um, what would be, uh, what are the assumptions in this? What would be things mm -hmm. that would kill this, right? The uh, risk. What happened? The risks, yeah, yeah exactly. What, what, ha what haven't I thought about? And to keep asking those questions, and it's almost like you're brainstorming with a, a group of peers that have done this before. And I have found, you know, it's, it's you're supposed to spend more time thinking about something than you are just executing. Um, and I find that AI really helps me with this on a business plan or even a project plan. Right. There's a great book out there called um, The Road Less Stupid uh, by Cunningham. And it's basically his premise of it is sit down and think about the problem for a half hour before you just start executing on it. 
because typically we always think, well, here's answer A and B. I like B better, so I'm going to go on that. But he's like, spend time in there. Well, I'm not patient enough to do that. So what I'm doing is I'm going to chat GPT and saying, what things should I be thinking about in here? What are the risks? What are the, the things that are major, minor, and could be fatal? And doing that helps you avoid them. But it also makes as people look at that, it's like, wow, they've really thought about this. They've understood exactly. this. Exactly. Right? And, you know, yeah. it's, it's almost like you're talking to a group of peers uh, and getting their input on it. Yeah, I think one of the big things, you know, and just like stepping back to our last segment on market research, you can actually have uh, AI tools design um, a testing scenario, a market scenario, and mm -hmm. say, how would I devise a market scenario to presume that, like, to verify if my assumptions are correct? And here's the situation. Here's the product I'm selling. What kind of test could I do to verify that people actually want to buy it? And it'll come back with things that you could actually do to verify that. And then you can include that in your business plan saying, we tested this situation with the following and determined that XYZ actually happened. And that's why we feel that this is a good business model going forward. So when you're sharing this business plan with an investor, with um, the bank, or, or just like, honestly, for most businesses who don't actually go out and get funding, just using it for yourself, you know that you, you're on solid footing going forward. And, uh, and it's, it's a nice, handy assistant. It's like hiring a bunch of uh, grad students to do the work for you without having to pay anybody and it just kind of gets done. <laughs> you know, so I kind of like that, that side of it too. Um, uh, what about financial projections? Have you seen people use AI for doing financial projections too? Cause that's always a, that's like a bit of hocus pocus when you're in a startup, like what, what how much am, am I going to make next year? I don't know. <laughs> you know? And so you got to predict that. And I always look at benchmark companies, right? So if there's not enough data for you to project, right, you can project based on the industry, other companies that may be um, slightly further ahead, right? And some ones that are non-obvious to me, but maybe in different in markets, in different industries. And it's like, I never thought about them. And then I think even if you're trying to talk to investors, it's like, it's not just my opinion right? Here are other companies that are further ahead that could do that. Um, because, you know, the financial modeling, um, there's a lot of hocus pocus to it, but if you can use real world examples, all right, now there's something to base it. What mm -hmm. have you seen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen, I, I've seen people use it for, um, you know, getting a sense of, of where they should be financially. And I, I, I really like the idea of having, um, you know, um, AI, which really, it was trained on, just a, a bajillion pieces of data uh, and, and you're kind of tapping into all of that to create some of the ideas and content there for you. And again, this isn't something you're going to go out there and publish. This is something that you're going to use internally for research. But I do find that just continuously asking, well, what about this scenario? Well, what if, what if the market shift next year? What if we go into recession? What, if we, when, what happens when we come out of a recession? How does that affect my models? So just continuing to uh, uh, tap and tap and tap and see what it comes back with, you can actually get responses that you can then digest. Maybe not be able to use word for word, probably not a good idea to do that anyway, but then take that and then form your own, uh, your own thesis about your business plan. And I think having a business plan, I've really found it very helpful for me. I've built, you know, like three companies, I've sold them to public companies and it's been a really, um, I don't think I could have done that if I didn't actually know what I wanted to do and what I expected. And then you have to have plan B's, you know, that kind of stuff. So. I find that this helps. 
a lot. And I, I, I like the analogy you used there of it's almost like having a bunch of uh, uh, college MBAs or something doing the research yeah. for you, right? Yeah. And only you don't have to pay them pizza. Um, and the same way you would not take their information word for word, nor would you take it as gospel, right? You would take it as inspiration to say, does this make sense? And then put it all together. And that's what you present. Yeah. Now I want to shift over to the the thing that people are using AI for the most right now. And that is to generate content for content marketing, for uh, messaging, for campaigns and things like that. Now I've got thoughts on on where that goes, because I actually discovered that a lot of the content that I've written over the years, I've got like 4,000 plus articles on my morebusiness.com site. Uh, that was actually part of the database that ChatGPT used for training. So I always feel a little weird that when someone goes and types a question, it's actually, it's not using my words, word for word, but there's like, it's using the concepts of things that I've written over the years. Uh, and so I always feel weird if someone just gets ChatGPT to write an article and they just copy paste and publish it as if it were their own. Uh, and I think if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, as I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, there's going to be some legislation. It's either out or coming out about, uh, about the ethics of that. Yes. Attribution. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that's interesting because it's like right now they're pulling the best ideas, but not giving credit for them. Yeah. And, you know, we've been using it. We've been repurposing content for, for years and years. And I feel bad now. It's every time we're ex using examples, it's college students. So we used to hire journalism interns. Right. Yeah. Because they're always looking to write stories. And, you know, a, a blog is basically just a, a newspaper story. And so often we would take an interview, you know, an interview like this or uh, maybe a, a keynote, give them the transcript or the, the recording and say, could you write different blogs about this? Could you pull out different clips for, you know, different, you know, 60 second videos? It's, it's all journalism. Right. Yeah. And they would do that and, and repurpose that. And now I think it's so much easier to do it with, um, with automation. And yeah. especially when you start doing what we talked about before of saying who you want this written for, yeah. write a, right. write a blog from this transcript is a lot different than write a blog at this grade level for this or, um, for this buyer persona. Correct. And. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of problems in the world, but I believe there's no greater time to be alive, right? Because we all create in different ways and consume in different ways, right? So for me, writing a blog is a homework assignment, right? I are engineer, right? I always, you know, joke that English was my second language. I'm not sure that I had a first one, but I can, I can talk, I can present, and then it can be cleaned up into a blog. It can be really edited down into a video script, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and how to take a, a ten minute idea and to make it into two minutes of of key content. And then there are some things um, where you can, you know, do text to audio. You can do audio to text. You can even do um, now text to video, right? Uh, Synthesia uh, is is one that comes to mind and. You can still see it's a little bit different. It's a little bit off, um, but there are, are places for that. You know, years ago, I can remember even uh, a company um, 
social media examiner, Mike Stelzner's company. Mm -hmm. He had a blog called uh, Social Media Today. I'm sorry, he had a podcast and the entire podcast was nothing but blogs, right? Because mm -hmm. they would take their blogs and hire a voiceover artist to read them, right? So mm -hmm. it was repurposing that content. And now you can even do that with AI. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. it's, I think there's that fine line though, because I think almost people are better at picking up AI than the computers are. Yeah. Right. I can, you can, I can, you know, like somebody has uh, wanted to, uh, somebody asked me if they could publish one of their guest posts on my website. And I said, well, uh, uh, don't usually do that. Let me see what you, uh, what you have. And oh my goodness, I just looked at it. I was like, you didn't write this. This was totally written by AI, just the style it was. And it was, and it was just done. And you could tell it was, it was the lazy way, right? It was like a two word mm. prompt, two line prompt. And that was it. Um, what I find, uh, is, uh, this is a process I've created. So I'm going to like, just give away all my secrets here. This is how I, uh, create very original, very unique content. That's got your voice and your stories. So what I do is I use AI for ideation. So this is to help come up with an idea about a concept. And so one of the things that I do, uh, you know, I've built the software as a service companies, SaaS companies. And so, um, so SEO, search engine optimization is one of the ways that have accelerated my businesses quite rapidly. So if I wanted to write an article, I could actually say something like, uh, for chat GPT, write an outline for a podcast on the following topic. And I would give it a very detailed topic. And I would say, include the following ideas inside this outline so that I can cover these in different segments, much in the same way that I actually created the outline for this one. I told it which specific things I wanted to talk about. So then the prompt becomes quite large, but then it comes back with this really nice, this outline that I can use to, uh, you know, either interview people like you, Tom, or I could use it as discussion points for if I just wanted to extract the knowledge out of my head, because I found every time I would ask one of my team members to write a blog, I would be waiting and I would be waiting and I'd be waiting because, you know, to your point, it's just not the most fun thing to do unless that's kind of your background. That's what you enjoy doing. So flip that over. If I came to you, came to one of your team members and I said, Hey, could we have a quick discussion about XYZ topic? People could just instantly talk about it very quickly and extract all that knowledge. You just have to ask them the right questions. So you use the AI to help uh, inform the questions that you're going to be asking. And then when you have that discussion, they, they just talk about their examples. And I always ask people that I interview to use specific examples, case studies, stories, because that's what actually sells. One of my favorite lines is facts tell, stories sell. And so when you use these stories, it gets embedded. Next thing you do is you save that recording and you go to, there's so many free tools out there, paid tools out there, you click a button and it'll transcribe everything for you. And then you go to ChatGPT and you say, I rewrite this transcript in the following tone using ninth grade English, whatever, you know, level you want it to be at. Uh, by the way, ninth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade English is really good. I found that when I tried to ask ChatGPT for eighth grade English, which is what I heard was the, the average reading level, it was really, really basic. And I was almost embarrassed to publish something that was even remotely close. But when I said ninth grade, it bumped it up just a little bit. Uh, when I said college English, it was sometimes a little too technical. And so I trimmed it. So somewhere in there, worked for the things that I wanted to, to transcribe, uh, to, to translate for me from my transcriptions. 
And then you say stuff like, include all of the examples mentioned in the transcript. Now you have a piece of content that nobody else could ever get because it's your stories. It's your words. All it's doing is helping you refine the verbiage for it. And I think that's a really great way to use AI. It's not cheating. It's not unethical. All it is is just basically instead of hiring a writer to take the transcript, you're just using AI to rewrite the transcript. We're, and we're taking it sort of the side, right? So you're AI to help you start the podcast. We're using it to perfect. So we've got, you know, some words now. And so I've heard you it's like you said, you take the transcript, you put, you put it in there, and they say, what are the are they that I'll quote? So we pull those and those out, those can be made into in this bit. Also, also, we tell it, they just So then, so then, go back in the video and pull those to do that. That's fantastic. I love that. That is a great hack. I love that hack. You know, the other things are our blogs, blogs, written out. What title hype should be in here? Those, those things because now it's another um, mm-hmm. viewpoint of not just I have nothing. Like somebody's actually great or, or listening. Listen. So we'll do that. We'll blog or blog could be written. And yeah. now even using that thing to coach our client on how to be better. Right. So we always talk about listening to game film ads. Right. Right. Well, we could say, how many times did you interrupt? The host, how many times did you talk over? Did you answer the questions? They can answer that. How about the speech um, speed, right? How fast did the host talk? How fast did the guest talk, right? Because we always say mirror that matches there. Are there any jargon that was used? Is there anything that could be clear? And could you give us examples and put it up in a chart that says how you would improve that? And the prompt usually starts, you are, you know, an expert speech coach, uh, coaching the guest, you know, Tom Schwab on how to do this. Look at these things and give it at a dozen points and present this. It's amazing. Just mm. the things that you can pick up there, uh, the stories that you tell and they's like, well, you could rephrase this. You could make it shorter. Uh, and it's once, once again, that outside almost uninterested opinion on things that's can, can be very, very valuable. I, I, this is one of the best hacks I think I've ever heard about how you use AI and not just for startups. This can be used by any business to really improve. You could use it personally to improve the way you speak and the stories that you tell the examples that you share. Uh, I think that's a wonderful way to use it. Um, let's, let's move on to something very closely related to content marketing which is uh, the actual like cold email messages for salespeople, email outreaching, things like that. Um, what are some ways that you could, uh, you could use ChatGPT or other tools uh, for sales messaging? You know, the, the answer that everybody's going to think of is like, oh, give me 10 subject lines to do this. Write me an email that goes to this person um, and this persona. And while mm-hmm. I agree with all of that, Everybody else is doing that too. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but I have, the emails are starting to get more generic, right? It's like, mm. oh yeah, it's, it's like obvious thinking and non-obvious thinking. And all of a sudden when I see an email uh, that's got semicolons and all the rest of that, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, this isn't a person. It's, 
and especially with the unsubscribe button on there, it's like, oh, great. I am now one of 20,000 people they sent this to. Yeah. And one of our clients, uh, Gail Moody Bird, who's the uh, the CMO now of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. I love how she says, we're getting more efficient at things that are less effective. So I want to switch back on something that we've been doing. Even five years ago, we we started to put videos in emails or pictures, right? People would do that. And then all of a sudden, Loom came out a few years ago. And mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know, Loom is you can basically just hit hit record, send a little one or two minute video um, that shows up in the Gmail, right? And they can play it right from there. They don't have to leave it. So all of a sudden, that got to be more um, engaging, right? People would actually watch that. There are areas now with AI that you can record one video. I'm sorry. You can record one audio message and they will pick out the name of the first name of the person and with your voice, be able to say that person's name. Mm-hmm. They can put different things in the background, right? Mm-hmm. So if I reach out to somebody and their video or, or I'm sorry, their website is in the background of it, they're probably going to click and say, well, what are they, what's he doing looking at my website? And it's yeah. all AI. And I, what I like about it is it is it empowers us. It doesn't just replace us. And I think it's a lot different seeing a human's face as opposed to the perfect AI face where the mouth doesn't move at the at the same uh, same rate. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of that's, the most powerful yeah. things on cold outreach that we've seen to actually stand out. And it's some um, you know a year from now everybody's going to be doing it, but right mm-hmm. now that really really works. Is there is there a specific tool? Because I don't know the chat GPT can do something like that. That's more for uh, right now text and art in some ways. But um, the, do you recall the tools that the are? Tool, uh, the tool that um, does that is Potion, P-O-T-I-O-N, and it's just sendpotion.com. Okay. It's amazing what they can do. Good to know. So you can use it for? For so many things, AI really is just, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of us know it's changed the game. Uh, you know, sometimes I guess, you know, it can feel a little bit scary at the same time. But, you know, if you take a look at it using some of the techniques that you and I tra- talked about today, I think it can really help you accelerate your business, uh, find new clients, find new ways to penetrate markets uh, in ways that you just haven't really thought of. Uh, any closing thoughts here, Tom, about uh, using AI? I. I go back to something I learned years and years ago, that tools amplify our brilliance or our ignorance, right? Computers do it. AI does it. I I think of um, chainsaws, right? A buddy of mine had an artist come in with the chainsaw and he took a dead tree and he carved this beautiful eagle out of it, you know? And shortly after that, I took a chainsaw and almost cut my leg off, right? It's (laughs) not... It's not the tool, it's, yeah. the, it's the brilliance or the ignorance of who's using it. So I think it's yeah. the same way. The, the world is not going to be changed by a chainsaw, a computer, or AI. But like you say, the lazy people are going to get lazier and look stupid. And those people that are really creative, that are asking the questions, that can synthesize this, they're going to uh, win with that. So I, I keep telling myself that because... You know, just in that AI roller coaster, 
where you're thinking, this is amazing. And then the next thing you think of, this is scary, right? All, all changes are like that. But looking how you can use this tool to amplify your brilliance, I, I think that's going to be how we win with it and how people get more business with it. And thank you for that. And just a final word on it. I know, you know, we've talked about uh, if you're if you're not um, if you're not asking the prompts right, uh, it's not going to get you what you want. So AI is not a replacement for critical thinking. You still have to do the critical thinking. And the deeper you think, the more questions you ask, the better your responses are going to be. And they can truly be amazing based on what you're asking it. So thank you very much for joining us, Tom. How can people reach you at Interview Valet? I was going to say, just come back to Interview valet.com um, forward slash more business, right? I'll put a page up there with everything that uh, we talked about here. There's a, an assessment we have, 10 questions. Will podcast interview marketing work for me? Uh, I wrote a book called Podcast Guest Profits, How to Grow mm -hmm. Your Business with the Targeted Interview Strategy. You can get it, you know, wherever books are sold, but if you want a free copy, uh, it's back there. And then finally, um, if you want to connect with me, right? Uh, just go back there at interviewvalet.com forward slash more business and all my contact information and my calendar will be there. Thank you very much, Tom. And thank you everyone for joining us today on the morebusiness.com podcast.